Welcome to Michael Stone's podcast, Awaken the World. This podcast is part of an online community library we're developing, one that contains podcasts, videos, transcripts and booklets based on Michael's talks. The goal of this library and this podcast is to bring mindfulness and mental health into the spotlight. Through this work, we're creating new ways to wake up through socially engaged, conscious, spiritual practice. We're creating a culture of compassion and collaboration. We've left our physical monasteries and we're bringing them online. Before we get to today's podcast, I want to take a moment to ask you to consider becoming a patron of this podcast through Patreon. Pledging is easy and can be as little as $1 per month. Just go to patreon.com forward slash Michaelstone and click on the big orange button on the top right of the page. Thank you for listening. I'm going to talk for just a few minutes and then um, I'd like to hear a little bit about your experience. It's almost two o'clock. So if you find that you're a little bit tired, find the place in your body where you're not tired. Find elegance in your heart. Don't let the practice start to get sloppy. And don't let it get stiff. Sometimes people say, how do I really practice yoga? Like, how do I really enter into the practice? Do you ever wonder this question? Like, where do I enter? There's so many kinds of yoga, and there's so many practices. Where do I enter? That's why we chant, Atta Yoga Anushasanam. The first line of Patanjali's Yoga Sutra. Some of you may be familiar with it. Most people just skip that line because they think it's kind of like uh, in Western philosophy, if you read Heidegger or Kant or Wittgenstein, they say, now we are going to study time or being or language. And so people translate the first line, Atta Yoga Nushasanam. Now we're going to study yoga. For the academic, that's okay. You can just move on. But for the yoga practitioner, this is a profound sentence. Atta. What does Atta mean? Now. Now is the teaching of yoga. 
the present moment is the teaching of yoga. Do you hear the difference? That difference is profound for where you're going to enter. You want to know where to enter? Atta. When you hear the siren going by, that's where you enter. When you feel sensation in the body, enter there. When you feel some discomfort, enter there. When you walk into the room one day and you bow, enter there. How many of you are bowing like this? Maybe we're too cool. We can't make ourselves small. Vande Gurunam. I bow down. I make myself small. I bow down to the Gurunam, the plurality of gurus. What is not a teacher? What is not a teacher? You hear the sound? Enter there. That's the teaching. Guru comes over into English as the word gravity. Something that has gravity. Something that's... Something that anchors you. The present moment is always present. So that's where you enter. So you're sitting and the mind is distracted. Don't don't keep going with the habits. Come back to the sound here. Come back, come back here. Cut. Come back. No commercial break. Come back here. And this is where you enter. There's no other stream. There's no other doorway. This is the doorway. And this is enlightenment. This is being awake. Where are you looking for it? Is it some other kind of temple? Or can you wake up in this body? and stop trying to find something that's satisfying outside of your own heart. Shopping. Romantic love. How many of you are trying to find completeness in romantic love? Don't answer. In the accumulation of money and things and knowledge. In trying to become famous. Trying to find some notoriety. 
So if others see me, then I will be whole. If my lover sees me, I'll be whole. If I just have a baby, I will be whole. If I, if I, if I, when I, when I. This is where you enter. This is the whole path. Vande Gurunam Charanaravinde. I bow to the plurality of gurus. Charanaravinde that already exist as your own two feet in the center of your heart. All the teachings you're going to look for outside, they're already in your heart. What are you looking for? You know, in our culture when we meet somebody, in this culture, when you meet somebody, you uh, you really shake their hand. <laughs> yeah? And you show who's got power. <coughs> Sorry. You know, in some cultures, when you meet somebody, you... What are you... Make yourself a little bit small. Not big. Small. Last year I met with the Dalai Lama. When you meet the Dalai Lama, you bow down to him. Put a little white scarf around your wrist. You bow down to him. And then he sees that you've bowed down to him, so then he bows down to you. And then it feels strange that the Dalai Lama is smaller than you, so you bow again. (laughs) And then he sees that you've been smaller, so then he bows down again. (laughs) You have to have good sun salutations. And And then you see that he's smaller than you again. And he has a big fork and he looks up at you like this. And then so you get small. and then he gets smaller, smaller. And then finally, when you're so low, he takes the scarf and he wraps it around your neck, and then you can get back up again. And he does this with every. It can take half an hour. So this is a healthy thing to bow down. What are you bowing down to? There isn't anything that's not you. So you come into this room and you bow down. Surti Namaskara is bowing down. Pranamami means the same thing as Vande. means to acknowledge So maybe Vande Gurunam Charanaravinde is saying exactly the same thing as Atta Yoga Nushasana. Yoga Chitta Vritti Nirodha. So yoga, present moment, it is 
is the nature of reality, which is intimacy, as we've talked about. But you can only know yoga if you nirod the chitta-vrittis. So if you're elaborating on what's happening non-stop, as we talked about earlier, you hear a sound, that is the mystical experience. But then the mind comes in and says, oh no, it can't be that. Because <laughs> he doesn't have gray hair and looking down upon me from the sky. Or that's not, that's not Jesus. It's just a streetcar. A tram. That can't be the mystical experience because that's not Krishna. That's not Muhammad, may he rest in peace. It's just a tram. So the mystical experience is the present moment before the mind comes and decides about it. Does this make sense? You drop acid. I don't recommend this. Well, maybe partially. <laughs> you drop acid, and then you have a mystical experience where you have an experience of interconnectedness. But then the mind comes in with its habits and can't integrate it. So it says, oh, that was just the acid. That was just the marijuana. That was just the mantra or the incense. Rather than seeing that as a mind state, that's a state of mind. How, how do I work with that? Without needing some crutch. That's the yoga. So nirodha, roda, comes over into English as the word radical or radish or root to get to the bottom of something to get into the roots of something if you want to get into the roots of the inhale it's in the pelvic floor if you want to get into the roots of the exhale it's in the pelvic floor you want to get into the roots of movement it's in the pelvic floor you want to get into the root of the mind what is the base of the mind So you enter the present experience in this moment. You don't need any theology. You don't need theology. Wittgenstein says the only helpful philosophy is when you come to the end of philosophy. Philosophers are not supposed to say that. To see the limit of your philosophy. Are you ready to see the limit of your philosophy? Or do you need to keep seeing everything through your philosophy? So, when you release your clinging to the chitta-vrittis, you never end the chitta-vrittis. The chitta-vrittis keep going. You can't ever stop sound. 
You can't stop sound. You can't stop the clouds in the sky. Why would you want to stop your thoughts? Maybe it's helpful to learn how to stop them for a while. But you can't stop them. Well, actually, you can stop your thoughts by holding your breath. But then you'll die. That's not helpful. Or you can get a really good lobotomy. Do they do that still around here? We'll work on it later. The chitamritis are sacred. They're sacred. All those fluctuations of the mind, they're sacred. They're beautiful. It's amazing. But how can you let them happen without clinging? How can you notice sound without thinking about every sound? Do you see the difference? And then you arrive in yoga, present experience. Because you're not caught up in the chitavrittis. The chitavrittis are happening, but you're here. They're still thinking. But you're not identifying with every thought that's arising and passing away. There's still sensation in the body, but you're not holding on to every sensation in the body. There's still sound, but you're not going after every sound. There's just reality. And in the Hatha Yoga Pradipika, which is the tantric response to the Yoga Sutra, instead of saying yoga chitta vritti nirodha, they say prana vritti nirodha. That real yoga is when you start to still the fluctuations of prana. Because prana and chitta are exactly the same thing. Yoga is prana vritti nirodha. Stilling the revolutions of prana. Prana and chitta are just two ends of the same stick. Prana is the substratum of chitta. Same thing. Okay. So what did you notice in your meditation practice? What are you noticing? Without editing. Be honest. What are you noticing? What was it like for you? We have a translator, don't forget. Who did you have to force? Hmm? Who did you have to force? Um, 
to sit still. Yeah. It was just so uncomfortable. Mm. And then it became comfortable. someone to force who? <laughs> to force who to sit? Yeah. Who has to be forced to sit? Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what this guy is. <laughs> so this is an important point, is to watch how what we say is me is just a construction of preferences. I like and I don't like. If you give up deciding what you like and what you don't like, then there's no you there. Like when you sit still, after a while, if you keep listening to sound, there's no you there anymore. You've all had this experience listening to music. Have you ever listened to a song or been at a concert where the music is so perfect that you disappear? You're so present that there's just music. Or maybe this has happened making love, swimming, being in a forest, camping, hopefully in yoga, where there's just what's occurring, but there's no me there. So I want you to see, when you have resistance to sitting, how the resistance is all just stories about me. And to say, okay, there's the story, but I'm going to sit still. And then the story will burn out. And then a new one will come. I'm so amazing at this. Why haven't I been doing this all the time? I wish you could see how great I am right now. Somebody else. Yeah. Uh, I was very sleepy. And uh -huh. I had the buzz in my back. And it shaved me up a little bit. And it was fine. Yeah. You know, right in the beginning of the Yoga Sutra, Patanjali says, careful about sleeping. It's another chitta-vritti. Yeah. That it's like, it's easy. It's like, okay, I'm here. And then you sleep, and your mind is just doing the same storytelling, but you're sleeping. That's still the chitta-vritti. So if you feel sleepy, just take a couple of deeper inhales. But enter there. If there's sleep, it doesn't have to be a distraction, it can actually be the door in. Pay attention to sleepiness. If there's pain, pay attention to pain. If there's sadness, pay attention to sadness. If there's impatience, pay attention to the impatience. 
pay attention. Somebody else? Um, in the beginning? Yeah. It went very well, and I thought totally uh, strange with visual things, like everything blacked out, and mm-hmm. I just saw this tiny thing on my mat. Mm-hmm. Then I got very warm, started sweating, mm-hmm. then I started to lose it, and my thoughts began like I have to get up. My knee hurts and stuff like that. And then came back again and went like on a little bit more and then again to the pain and so on. It was like. Sounds like quite an adventure. (laughs) I wish I could have come along. (laughs) The visual thing was totally like the men turned red and then blue again. Yeah. Like that's it. Yeah. So, uh, it's not special. That's what the mind wants to do, right? Oh, everything turned red and... You know. And then start to make it special and important. So be careful about that. It's one of the reasons why when you're doing sitting practice, it's really important to study with the teacher. Because if you don't have feedback with the teacher, your mind can create all kinds of stories about your meditation practice. And it's sometimes hard to see that. It's like the mind comes in and says, oh, I've got that. Oh, that's what that is. And sometimes we need someone outside of us to say, no, no, no. Or, you know, a little bit to the left, a little bit to the right, take this road. But I think a lot of us, we don't want to study with a teacher because we don't want to be students. We want to be advanced. <laughs> uh, I was very happy to start with the meditation because usually I don't do this and just to sit and to, to do nothing. Mm-hmm. And very good to start yeah. in the afternoon like this. And at the beginning, it was very uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Till you said, uh, sit elegant. I think you said something like mm-hmm. this. And then it was the beginning that I um, mm-hmm. was sitting very good. Mm-hmm. But the end came very soon. And, and I was mm-hmm. a little bit unhappy to that the meditation ends. Yeah. Because <laughs> it was feeling good then at the end. Yes. <laughs> so. and the word elegant was very helpful. Yeah, helpful. I use the word elegant because in the Yoga Sutra it says make sure that the posture is steady and sweet. Usually people translate it as steadiness and ease. If there's too much steadiness, it gets stiff. And if there's too much ease, it just kind of gets like California style. It's like Bob Marley meditation. So for me, when I really contemplate steadiness and ease, it's about elegance. 
kind of maturity where when you sit, the back is very strong and the front is very soft. Usually the fronts are is very strong, like this, from too many Chaturanga Dandasanas. In meditation, the back is strong, but the front is soft. It's compassion, physiological compassion. Strong back, soft front. And this is elegance, internal elegance. So you're not being swayed around by everything. You're not being confused by advertising. You're not buying the message of the culture and what it values. You're paying attention to something that's going to bring an end to dukkha. That's it. This is about noticing how suffering occurs and bringing it to an end. If you're interested in metaphysics, if you're interested in philosophy, if you're interested in astrology, then this is not the right place. That's not what we're studying. It's beyond the scope of what we're looking at. What we're interested in is where you're suffering and how you can develop the skills to bring it to an end. That's it. If you want to know about your next life, Any other comments? Is there anything anybody wants to say? Like, if you're going to, to practice this, you know, the way you start is go home and sit every day for 20 minutes. Set a timer, not where you can see it. Put the timer behind you. Traditionally, a timer was incense. If you buy really good quality incense, usually incense burns, like most Indian incense burns for an hour. Japanese incense usually is 45 minutes. And you, you, the gazing point would be the, the, the hot coal and the incense. And you gaze at that. So if you're going to sit for 30 minutes, then you just break it in half. And that 30 minutes, or I said 20 minutes, is going to be a container. So that whatever occurs in that 20 minutes, you're going to sit there and pay attention to sound and the breath and being in the body. And if you feel like, oh, I just, you know, irritation is coming up. I just can't, you know, you sit there. And two minutes later, it's something else. <laughs> and you learn how to notice impermanence every day for 20 minutes. And then once you've done that for a couple of months, you can send me an email. Let me know how it's going.
like I said, you know, and, and uh, if you hear me talk tomorrow, I'll say something completely different. <laughs> but, you know, the, the third line I would translate as, well, first of all, ta-da! You know, like magicians in the 16th century, while they were performing, they would borrow Sanskrit terms to make their performances more elaborate. And that's where they get this term, ta-da! <laughs> really, and that's what it means. It means, ta-da! Ah! Ta-da! Uh, when you let the chitta-vrittis be the chitta-vrittis, ta-da! Now you can be yourself. Now you can be yourself. Not the you who you think you are, <coughs> but actually the freedom of being who you are or what I called last night true self-expression real art where you can really be yourself you don't have to be anybody anymore most of the time we're always trying to be somebody you know? It's like, do you ever go to a party and somebody, I don't know about in Vienna, I don't know the culture so well, but like in North America, if you go to a party, the first thing somebody will ask you is what you do. Do they do that here? No. <laughs> well, first we say, how are you? Not really wanting to know. And then we say, what do you do? <laughs> Have you ever had the feeling at a party where someone asks you what you do and, and you don't know how to answer? There's like a little, this happens, and then it's like, and like you're not sure how to. I heard a great story recently, you know, someone I know was uh, living in Burma and he went on a three year meditation retreat and um, he was a professor. And he left his post and he went to Burma, went on this meditation retreat. And after two years, um, most of the days were just sitting, chopping wood, making food, and uh, all in silence for three years. And uh, one day there were some uh, people visiting the monastery. And um, by accident they went down into where he was and they knocked on his door, you know. And they opened up the door and said, Hey, hi. Uh, who are you? <laughs> and he couldn't speak. He, didn't, he forgot his name. They asked him his name and he, he couldn't remember. He couldn't remember even his name. 
Imagine if like your name is your shoreline of your personality. And in this practice we swim away from it. So we can go to other shorelines and other islands. I say that when you go to a party and someone says, who are you? Or what do you do? And it takes a second to answer that that's healthy. Who are you? Do you know who you are? Can you be yourself? And then, when you're being yourself, you can be a nobody. And then, you're who you are, because you're not being a somebody. You're being nobody, which is not being anything, which is who you actually are when you're not being a self and you're nobody. You understand? When you are not trying to be somebody, then you can actually be yourself. Ta-da! <laughs> Here I am. And if you can be yourself, then you don't need to make other people into anything anymore. How many of you are trying to change your lover to be a little bit more like how you want them to be? Or your parents? Okay, you've given up on them. Your, <laughs> your kids. <laughs> Have you ever changed somebody? I, I try this, like, every week I'm trying to change somebody. You can't change people. But you can give them space so that they can be themselves. And that is harder. And then people can be eccentric. Not this fake kind of eccentricity. But really being who you are. That's elegance. And I would take it one step further and say, if you really are truly being yourself, then you're practicing the yamas. That's samadhi in action. In function like that, in, in, in this kind of like social... You're doing it right now. This is a protected space. You're being who you are. Then you go outside and you be who you are. And if someone needs you to be something else, then you can be that too. So the answer is yes. Absolutely yes. Without a solid ego. Absolutely yes. You can't have a solid ego because it doesn't exist to begin with. There exists as an illusion. Ahamkara is the word in Sanskrit. Aham means I. And kara comes from the root kur, which is where we get karma, which means to make. Ahamkara means the I maker. Such a nice word. So much better than the ego. Freud can't hear this, right? It's so much more interesting than the ego. Ahamkara the I-maker, that which makes I, me, and mine, asmita, I, me, and mine. 
I sometimes call it the storyteller. That aspect of the personality that makes everything about me. You do a backbend and you're so stiff. Have you ever had a backbend like this? It's like, oh. And the woman who's practicing next to you is her first yoga class ever. And she goes up into the most beautiful backbend you've ever seen. And your heart opens up and you say, I am so happy for her. (laughs) (laughs) Or you're trying to drive here on the road on your bicycle and somebody cuts you off in a fast Mercedes and you say, so great. (laughs) That they're going to get to where they're going faster than me. The person in your office next to you, they get a promotion. And your first response is, so great. Why is she so flexible? (laughs) Have you ever done this before? It's because she's so young. (laughs) She just has long legs. I'm actually more enlightened. (laughs) She's just better at the asana. Maybe I don't need to practice asana. I'll just do the sitting. And then you do the sitting, and then there's someone else who has really good form. You say, oh, maybe I'll go back to the asana. Always something else. So enter here. You're going up into the back bend, and that's reality manifesting now. How are you going to express it? Express it in the back bend. Express yourself in the back bend. Express yourself in Pashimottanasana. Be yourself. Don't struggle in the pose trying to be something. Oh, if I only look a little bit more like Danny Paradise. Well, I don't know if I want to believe it. If I only look a little bit more like, I don't know, who's like a yoga celebrity around here? Shiva Ray. If I just look like Shiva Ray then finally I'll be happy. And then Shiva Ray is thinking, if I just look a little bit more like... 